When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, what up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. We have a special guest on here today, Rick. Uh, go ahead and tell our listeners uh, who we got on for episode 118. Rob, it would be my honor and privilege to introduce today's guest. This man, in my book, is a legend, okay? And I think all of our Brothers Brandt podcast faithful are going to love this story. So Dan Reichel, excuse me, Dan Reichel. We went over this minutes ago. Listen, you know, I have a short memory. You know, I was dropped on my head as a kid. There's a lot of issues going on here. You know that. Well, I know about the issues, but continue. All right. So listen, Dan had this incredible idea during COVID, which we all experienced a couple of years ago, unable to kind of interact with and be around our loved ones, meet new people. And so this man, which we're going to get into his story in a little while, I can't wait to hear all the details about it essentially said to himself, you know what? I love baseball. I want to connect with people. I want to be around the people I love. Why not have a game of catch, which Rob, you and I love having a game of catch. This man decided to have a game of catch, but not just one, 162 of them, which was to pay homage to major league baseball and the regular season for 162 regular season games. Rob, I cannot wait to dive into this. Without further ado, Mr. Dan Reichel. Let's hear it. That's, that's the perfect pronunciation right there. You got it. Reichel, excellent. Had a good dry run at it, Rick. Nice job. Yep. Well, listen, Dan, thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you uh, having me on. And uh, it's funny, when, when I first learned about you guys and about the podcast, what what connected me, I guess, to your guys' story was the whole feel the dreams things that you that you guys did back in 2013, right? Like that was that was sort of the the genesis or, or at least the early part of what you guys did. You're yeah. absolutely spot yeah. on, Dan. Rob and I, we grew up in New Jersey, not too far from where you're located in Pennsylvania. And we said to ourselves, the field of dreams, favorite movie, we gotta get out there, we gotta check it out, and we gotta have a game of catch just the two brothers out on the field. So we put together this idea of driving out there, which for us was about 13 hours one way. And we said to ourselves, you've got to, you'd have to be a psycho to drive 13 straight hours, throw, <laughs> have a catch, come home 13 more hours. So what we did was we mapped out all of these different sporting events like Wrigley Field, 
Notre Dame football, Lambo with the Packers, all these fun sporting events. And we ended up doing a road trip where we went to 10 games in 10 days. And our highlight of the trip was having that catch at the Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa. And it's what really has led to uh, a decade's worth of just incredible memories. Right. Well, and you think too, like even when you guys did that, Field of Dreams was a lot of people's favorite movies, but it was kind of out of the consciousness or, or not certainly not to the level that it is the last two years where MLB has said, all right, we're, we're going to piggyback on this. We're going we're gonna to make this a big part of our calendar. You, know, you, you guys were ahead of the curve on that. So, so kudos to you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, we, we did, we did, and we got out there and your story had something to do with Field of Dreams. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about what inspired you to decide to have a catch with all of these people. Walk us through what it was like when you came to this realization. Yeah. So originally I was thinking, okay, I'm going to start this project. Well, let's go back. So I grew up I actually grew up uh, in New York, Long Island. Uh, I born and raised a New York Yankees fan. My, my dad and mom, my brothers, all of us Yankee fans, spent our summers, you know, all throughout the 80s and into the 90s growing up, uh, going to Yankee games and rooting for the team. Definitely some lean years there during the Mattingly era, but, uh, you know, hit the sweet spot of, of Jeter and Rivera and Casada and Bernie Williams and and, uh, you know, just had that incredible run, 96 to 2001 and beyond. I uh, moved to Pennsylvania in 05, so I've been here in PA for, you know, 16 the last 17 years. But it's still, it's, it's only two hours door-to-door from my house to Yankee Stadium. So, so even, you know, pre-COVID, we, I'd get up there and go to a bunch of games every year. The last week before COVID, I had gone down to spring training. For the first time, took my son. We, you know, we were like getting ready for this really awesome year of going to games. Uh, so, you know, kind of like you guys. And then, obviously, COVID hits March of 2020. Everything shuts down, and for a full year, no baseball, no sporting events. I mean, I'm sure for you guys on the on the trajectory that you were on, was that was that tough to like go from all these experiences to nothing, right? Yeah. That's well, that's how the that's podcast. Actually, yeah, that's how the podcast started. Is uh. There was no sports happening. So Rick and I were like, let's relive all of our sports road trips and tell some funny stories. Yeah. So, so for me, it was like, okay, I, I had all these plans to, to go to all these different games and Yankee stuff all in 2020. It's, it's all on the shelf. And, and for all of us, that whole first year of the pandemic was like, all right, you're not seeing anybody. You're missing holidays, birthdays. So, so I got to the next year that February, March of 2021. And I was like, all right, I got, we got, we got to fix, we got to fix this. We got, we got to get some, get some sports going. I had actually driven out. So if you remember 2020, that was the year that they were putting the cardboard cutouts of everybody in the stands, right? Cause you couldn't be there. Um, Major league baseball in 2020 only played 60 games, which is not a lot of games. And, you know, Dodgers won the championship that year, whatever. Um, but, but to, to think, okay, 2021, we're going to try and get back to normal for me. I was like, how do I, I hadn't seen my parents, hadn't seen my brothers in the year. How do I catch up with these people and, uh, and see them, but do it in a socially distanced way. Now there, 
there were a couple inspirations for me for, for taking this project and saying, okay, let me do it on a bigger scale. One was uh, a friend of mine pre-COVID had done this project where he, any, anytime he traveled, he would find the most interesting stranger that he, he could find in an airport or a restaurant. And he would ask them, can I, can I take your portrait and you know, tell, tell your story? Sort of like a, a Humans of New York thing, if you guys are familiar with that, right? It's just like, there, there's all these interesting people in the world. Let's capture their stories and take their portrait. And so I, I always thought in the back of my head, this is years ago, man, I'd love to do something like that, but what would that look like for me? The second inflection point was I had got connected with who, who connected us, uh, Rob Lawless. Rob Lawless is a guy. to Rob Lawless, 10 Rob 10,000 friends, my man. So Rob Lawless is a guy, he is trying to meet and spend one hour with 10,000 different people. And uh, Rob had just a couple of weeks ago met up with Rob in person. He and I, Rob Lawless, played catch. He was catch number 57 for me. And I think I was like, you know, friend number 4,480, something like that. So, <laughs> so I had seen Rob's project and was like, man, that's, that's sort of along the same lines, but there's no way I'm going to do 10,000. So let, let me try and find a different number that, that makes sense, right? And so I settled on uh, 162. The significance there is that is the number of games every major league baseball team. I, people have asked me that all throughout this whole process. Like, why 162? What's the, what's the significance of the number? I'm surprised how many people don't know that that's the number of games that are played. Um, but yeah, just just to try and match that number and to get where I am honoring or celebrating sort of getting back to normal from what was the previous year in 2021. So I started, my daughter and I played catch. I mean, you, you could almost say, okay, how things ended up. It's, it's sort of like, how, how do you go from playing catch with one of your kids in your driveway to finishing and playing catch with Aaron Judge in center field in Yankee Stadium? That's know? absolutely wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, that's what it ended up being. But at the beginning, I had no idea. I had no, no clue where it was going to take me. The only thing I did think or what I was hoping was I was going to start with my daughter, who's my youngest child. And I was planning to finish playing catch with my dad, make him catch number 162 and have that at the Field of Dreams in Iowa. That was my original plan. So, and, and you know, last year was, was the first year, like we said with Rick, the, the Major League Baseball was doing the Field of Dreams game. The Yankees were gonna be out there. So I was yeah. like, okay, this, this makes sense. You know, maybe, MLB will get involved or care about this in some way. And so that, that was how I was trying. And, and two, I made a list of, okay, what would it be like if I played catch with these people or if I could get this person? Um, you know, I'm, my pie in the sky was, you know, to play with somebody on the team who's playing now, maybe previous players, whatever. But, but I just knew, I knew the beginning, I knew the end. And the journey was what was going to happen throughout the, the middle of that. So, um, I mean, do you guys want me to go through like some of my highlights? Or <laughs> Rick, Rick and I have a bunch of questions. So Rick, if you want to ask, fire away. Chills thinking about how you described how this thing began and how it finished recently. And I, I was interested to know why it was a game of catch. Why, why wasn't something else? Like you talked about how much you love baseball. Did you just really want to have catches with people? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like, 
again, the, the socially distanced piece of it was the thing that practically made the most sense to me. You know, I could have gone kayaking with a hundred people or <laughs> played frisbee, I guess, with a hundred people. But, <clears throat> but there was something, and, and this this played out that way too. There was something about the whole playing catch, the field of dreams sort of thing that that I almost got to like experience that. 162 times not just once right yeah. you know every every person that i asked who said yes once we got out there i mean the, across the board it was like i don't remember the last time i played catch it was you know some of the, some of the older people i played with guys and gals in their 70s in their 80s up into their 90s it, it was like it was almost a fountain of youth right it, it, it was sort of a moonlight gram like okay let's get out there and and feel like a feel like a kid again. The field of dreams is just running through my head right now. I'm getting chills just thinking about yeah, it. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll okay. tell you about my Moonlight Grand experience. I had I almost had a, a similar like a Terrence Mann experience where I I kidnapped one of my friends and said, "Hey, we need to drive to Cooperstown today," and we did that there and back in one day. Double um, day field, baby. Yeah, and and so you know, so so every person, every experience, every throwing partner was really. It was playing that over and over and, and yeah it's it's i don't know I, I just felt like to do something where it's not really the focus isn't really what you're physically doing it's about the time and the conversation and the connection with the person and, and two i mean for for my interest i i was curious of you know tell me who your favorite player was when you were a kid mm. tell me about the the best game that you ever listened to on the radio or watched on TV or was that in person just to mm. kind of tell the story of why baseball is, is and can be so magical yeah. and well, so instrumental in people's history. And I just knew once, once I started, I, I chose the right thing. It's awesome. And those were two of your go-to questions there. Like what was your you know favorite team growing up? What was your favorite memory? Like, was there any other like, you know, question that you would ask people? Yeah, I mean, I, I asked uh, favorite stadium food a lot of times. Um, I, I asked, okay, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich, yes or no? And trying to, you know, give <laughs> an argument of whether it is or not. So, so Dan, um, hold on, press pause right here. I mean, like, yes. I think that's an age-old question here. Uh, and you have the, the data, 162 surveys right here. Like, what is it? Is it a sandwich or is okay. it? So I... My personal view, and I would say the majority of people that I've, I've talked to, confirm a hot dog is not a sandwich, okay? That, that the sandwich has to, has to have um, bread above and below. Um, it's, it's tough because, I mean... So you're, you're saying that tilt. You're saying that tilt. It's the tilt. It's, it's, it's the, the, the fact that the bun is connected which is, you know, a little controversial, right? Because a hoagie, you know, you could have the bread connected, but, but my, my, I, I, I can go to my grave with my head held high saying that a hot dog is not a sandwich. That, that's my personal belief. <laughs> well, I think we can end the podcast now. I mean, that was yeah. actually yeah. all we needed, yes. right? You know, right here, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I, I have a question, like, what constitutes a catch? Like, how many reps we getting in? How long we we talking to these people for? Like, what is that? How, what's the distance between you guys? Yeah, so so I mean, it, it definitely varied. 
depending on a lot of different factors. Certainly, you know, some of the, so I played catch number 67 was with uh, a guy, his name is Bobby Shantz. Bobby Shantz pitched, pitched in the major leagues back in the 50s. He was the 1952 American League MVP for the Philadelphia A's. Wow. He is, he turns 96 in September of this year. Uh-huh. And he is the seventh oldest living former player right now. So there's only six guys who are older than him. And, and you know, the, the, those six guys played a handful of games. He's, he's easily the oldest former MVP at this point. Wow. So, so for somebody like that, you know, it's, it's not going to be more than 10, 15 minutes. The distance is going to be kind of limited, understandably. I would say, though, on average. Did he still, did he still have it? Did he still have his back? Yeah, man. Pretty, pretty accurate for me. I mean, if, if I can throw half. So he still, he still cuts his own grass, still plays golf, still drives. He's an American man right there. Just like all yeah, American. Just, you know, lives, lives in the same house that him and his wife bat, bought back in like 1962. So, yeah. So just, I mean, still going strong, Bobby Shantz. I would say on average, most of the throws were, you know, 30 feet or so. Okay. Um, and but talking, wise, you talk that you can yeah, talk yeah, certainly. And, and, you know, the longer that we'd stay out there, we'd start throwing pop-ups and get kind of creative or whatever, but <laughs> time-wise, I, I always, I always asked for, Hey, if you can commit to 20 to 30 minutes and I, I kid you guys not at, at, at least 75% of those would go for an hour. Cause yeah. when you get out there, you just, He's got to be close care, to 100 years right? old now. You, you lose track of time. You're, you're, you're not thinking about what emails you have to get back to or what, you know, needs to get done around the house or, yeah. or anything. You're, you're, just, you're just out. It's, it's literally, it's, it's the ghosts are coming in from the corn. You are, <laughs> you're, you're just out there and, and you don't care about the, the stress and the burdens of what daily life is about. You're just out there enjoying the time feeling like you're a kid again whether you are, are whether you are a kid you know I played with some some you know young people 10 11 12 years old all the way up to 70s 80s and 90s it's just, it was just about the experience and not about let's try and limit the time that we're going to be out there yeah hey Dan, I want to ask a couple questions here so rumor had it you through with Monet Davis the little league superstar I did she was awesome and she's a Philadelphia native uh she is yep she uh made Made her name as part of the uh, the Taney Dragons back in, uh, I think it was 2013, 2014, something like that. But yeah, she uh, covers Sports Illustrated and top five hardest throwers in terms of velocity of anybody that I played catch with out of all 162. Did you throw with a baseball or a softball? We used a baseball. So she she was a baseball player. That was, you know, her one of her big things. Um, she in college now is playing softball, but no, I, we, we threw, I, I lined up behind home plate and, uh, let her pitch to me for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and do every single ball right exactly where the glove was. Monet was wow. awesome. So cool. That's amazing. Love that. We are huge fans of Monet Davis yes. and what she's done. So who else, like, I mean, I don't want to say who was like the most memorable or what was the best conversation. They probably all stand out to you, but like, we know the last one, we know the first <laughs> one. What like was like the biggest jaw dropper for you? Yeah, there's a couple that stand out. So, I mean, Bobby Shantz was one. 
Bobby and I played on my 40th birthday, which was pretty cool. Um, I had written him a letter, a snail mail letter, because I looked up former major leaguers that live sort of in the Philadelphia area. And there's a website that kind of gives you, okay, if you write, if you send fan mail to these people, this is how quickly they respond. And he still writes back like within three days. So, so I wrote Bobby Shantz a letter. I said, Mr. Shantz, this is what I'm doing. Can we play catch? Two days later, I get a letter back from him. Hey, I appreciate it. Understand what you're doing, but you know, I, I, I don't know if I can make that work. I was persistent, but polite. And I said, I wrote him back a second time. I said, listen, I'm not asking for more than 15 minutes. There's no TV camera. I think, I think he was worried that I was going to kind of put him in front of a bunch of people. I said, Mr. Shantz, it's just me and you. So uh, if you can do it. And he wrote back. So I'm pen pals with, you know, former MVP Bobby Shantz writing back and forth to, to try and set this up. And, and it worked out. Um, during COVID, I started to do some research on Ancestry.com, right? We're all sitting around that first year of the pandemic. And we're, we're bored. We're trying to figure stuff out. And so I, I found um, my family tree connected with a second cousin of mine. Her name is Karen. She lives in North Jersey. I'd never met her before, but she, she and I connected and she's a huge Yankees fan. So we actually, I drove up to North Jersey, met her for the first time. And the very first time I met her, she and I played catch. I mean, how cool was that? Just to you know, wow. have that connection of like, all right, well, okay, I guess let's, let's do this. Let's, let's meet up. And, and so, you know, so we've, We've stayed in contact. My brother Jason and I drove out to Brooklyn and we found the home plate marker where uh, Ebbets Field used to be, right? The famous, I mean, lots of famous things happened at Ebbets Field, but where, where Jackie Robinson slid and Yogi Berra tried to, to tag him out in the 1955 World Series. The stadium's long gone, but there's uh, apartment complexes there now and you can play, it, there's a marker on the sidewalk where home plate used to be. So my brother and I played catch there. Uh, I got connected with, speaking of Yogi Berra, so I got connected with Yogi's granddaughter, Lindsay, and grandson, Larry, and the three of us played catch at the Yogi Berra Museum in uh, Montclair, New Jersey. And, and that, was, that was super cool because I think the Berras were, not, not in a bad way, but they, they were maybe skeptical, of like, all right, who is this guy? What, what does he want? And afterwards they, they were just so impressed i guess not not to toot my own horn but but like i wasn't looking for anything right I, was, I wasn't trying to use them to get an autograph or tickets or anything i genuinely wanted to spend the time with the two of them and get to know your favorite stadium food and your favorite ballpark you've ever, ever been to and so just to to and you know i've, I've maintained my friendship with those guys and, and it's just it's been cool to to kind of carry that posture throughout, <clears throat> excuse me, I would say that, you know, the whole project was not about using these people for anything, but it was about getting to know them, sharing the experience with them and, and kind of putting it all together. Um, you know, we talked about Rob's 10,000 friends, which led to getting featured on uh, the news here in Philly, Fox 29 did a story on the project last summer told you about going up to Cooperstown was cool. Um, so last fall, I contacted both the Mets and the Yankees. And I was like, okay, guys, uh, this thing is sort of going somewhere. Any chance that you both the Mets and the Yankees would
be interested in letting us play on the field, whatever. Heard back from the Mets right away, and they were like, yeah, come. You, you can play, bring whoever you want, and uh, you can play catch in the bullpen at City Field. And so I went and did that to a couple friends of mine who are Mets fans. That's awesome. Didn't hear anything from the Yankees. I was like, what the heck? This is my team. Like, I was thinking that they would be so and, – and, you know, a couple of weeks went by. Finally heard from them, and the Yankees were like, dude, we love this idea. We know that you are wanting to – save the last catch for your dad and we know that you're thinking about going to the field of dreams but would you consider instead of going out to iowa would you consider instead of going out there playing catch number 162 with your dad at yankee stadium and we'll kind of make that your own field of dream so i thought about that for you know i don't know 10 seconds and then i was like yes let's do that definitely um, you, you, had to, you had to make them wait. You had exactly. to make them wait the whole ten seconds. I don't know, exactly. guys. Yes, I don't know how yep. I feel about this. It's really risky, for sure. Yeah. So you know, so I went. I went out to Wrigley Field. I went down to uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Played in the stadium where Jackie Robinson played his very first spring training before he started with the Dodgers. Wow. Got connected with uh, Larry Boa. Him and I had catch uh, right before the end there. Went to the MLB Network in Secaucus, New Jersey, and played catch with Brian Kenny, who's uh, one of the hosts of uh, MLB Now. Uh, yeah, we should have got Adnan Verk on this guy's radar. Could have been, man. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, uh, Brian Kenny and I were in Studio 42 inside the MLB Network, which is just super cool. And then, yeah, it all, it all led up to the grand finale with my dad at Yankee Stadium, and kind of Love it. You know, beyond beyond what I could have imagined. And- and let's let's hang here, like you know, walk us through that day. I mean, this is this is the story right here. I got a bunch of lightning round questions afterwards, but I want to hear more about the day and 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 all this. Give us everything, details, yeah. details, details. For sure. So so the Yankees first and foremost surprised us by a week before jumping on a Zoom call and and saying, "Hey, we know that we talked about just you guys coming here and playing catch." This is actually bigger than even just that. So every year the Yankees host what they call Hope Week, and they take five days in a row and recognize five people or organizations, just people who are are making a difference in their communities, doing things that are inspiring. And they essentially recognize this whole project and and what I was doing as one of the uh, recipients of Hope Week this year. So what that meant was it was an opportunity for me to throw out the first pitch before the game. The the Yankees were going to make a donation in my honor to the New York City Parks Department to to maintain and do some work on the the site where the old Yankee Stadium used to be, which is just just crazy, right? Just, you know, that that this little project turned into something that's going to help kids and, and other people for years to come enjoy that space that that used to be where old Yankee Stadium was. Um, you know, they, they said, we want to you to invite as many family members as possible to come and to be there with you. And so all, all three of my brothers were there, my kids, my wife, my parents, some, some extra people. So, so it really was a, a pretty big deal that they kind of put together for us. So they, yeah, had us come to the stadium way before. So that this was just a couple of weeks ago, July 15th. It was a Yankees Red Sox game, which uh, was, you know, the, the, the coolest experience that you can be a part of almost in sports. I mean, certainly there's 
there's other experiences, but that's, that's right up there to be a Yankees Red Sox game. They uh, had us get there six, seven hours ahead of time so that we could go out on the field. Um, my dad and I could play our official game of catch number 162 and then um, probably this year's American League MVP Aaron Judge uh, ended up coming out there and and saying the words to me that I had said to 162 times to other people. He, he said, hey, Dan, you want to have a catch, right? So, so Aaron Judge asked me if I wanted to play catch with him in center field at Yankee Stadium, you know, that's <laughs> – didn't need 10 seconds for that. That was way quicker. That was like, <laughs> let's go, Aaron. Let's get out there. And so you know, just, just to be able to play catch with him. I mean, the nicest guy you could ever meet. And uh, it, it was it was surreal because I'm out there playing with Judge. My dad is is out there, too, and we're, we're throwing back and forth. My kids, my brothers, it's, it's sort of like around us are all the people that mean the most to me in the world. My wife's out there. Wow. And, and, and you know, it's, it's sort of it's it's exactly what I said earlier. You don't, you're not thinking about anything else except sort of the, the heaven on earth is, is this Iowa? Is this the Bronx? No, it's heaven kind of thing. And, and just to have that experience is, is once in a lifetime, right? You, you can't, you can't script it that way. It's, it's sort of like beyond that, man. I just got chills. This is so inspirational. And <laughs> this is amazing. Rick, you're going to say something. I just gonna say, where do you go from here? Like, do you just like hang up the glove and retire? <laughs> so, well, I I, uh, I played catch with Judge. I actually got connected. One of the people I played catch with was um, Bobby Richardson's granddaughter. Lives right here in the Philadelphia area too. And if you don't know Bobby Richardson, he was the second baseman on all those amazing Yankee teams in the '50s and '60s. So it was Mickey Mantle in center. It was Roger Maris, Yogi Berra. Whitey Ford and Bobby Richardson was the second baseman. So I, I was down in South Carolina the week after, got to go spend the day with him and, and you know, hear all these amazing stories about the Yankees teams in the 60s and, and, and sort of his career. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely won't do it again next season because it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot to, to try and coordinate, to – document the the catch itself to take the portrait of the people that i'm playing catch with to write the story to do all of that so i, I won't do it next year but I, I could see doing it again i could set, definitely see j just like major league teams play 162 every year i could see picking it back up and and, and taking it on the road maybe going to the west coast or or through you know st louis get to the field of dreams maybe eventually and and do another leg of it and, and sort of tell the stories again. Well, I'm excited to be uh, catch 160, uh, 164, right behind Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to promise I'm going to throw it as fast as him, but, you know, yeah. I'll give it a shot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. We love what you did. We love the inspiration you brought to others. We're all about going to sporting events with the people you love and creating memories. So when we heard this story, we were definitely interested in having you on our podcast and we're just so grateful you took some time out to share it with us and our listeners. Thank you. Man, thank you guys. It's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, if I learned anything throughout this process, it, it was just the power of asking, right. You know, and, and you guys know this too, that there, there are so many things in life that 
even even just in sports that were like, man, that, that would be cool to do or cool to be a part of or, or cool to drive to or to try and get tickets to, right? And, and if you just if you just try it, you might be surprised how it actually works out. That, that, that's sort of you know how, how I, I've framed this whole thing is is how, how, how do you go from playing catch with your daughter in your driveway to to having a catch with Aaron Judge in center field? I mean, just just dream it, and, and if you if you if you try it and, and see if they say yes, a lot of times the answer actually does end up being yes. Oh my gosh, that is so wow. well said. The answer is always no until you ask. We love that mantra. Dan, congratulations on achieving all of that, making those lifetime memories. Once again, thanks again for coming on our podcast. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.